0: That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Easier said, done.
1: Welcome you to Porch Salt. This is your host, Alan, and this is another
2: Untapped and Vinyl. Yes, roll tight. Got Monk with me? How you been? And, okay, all right, (laughs) where are we going to start at, man? (laughs) The quarantine, the Rona got my life, man. Um, Not really, I didn't get the coronavirus, but... uh, man i don't know um i mean when we talked last time we had been quarantined Mm -hmm. you know for about three weeks at that point or two weeks and i was going absolutely nuts so um you know we're recording the the show today at the columbus arts council where i work in columbus mississippi and so i had to bring my computer back up here and just start working i tell my boss just stay away from me because we're closed right now yeah but i've been good man but once i got back up here i started to get a whole lot better you know i had some some health issues um had to do some things in my life and got those fixed um So it's been really kind of crazy, man. And and I don't mean to bring the show down, but I lost my father in April. And not being able to be with my family has sucked. You know, because they're all in in Alexandria, Virginia. Mm -hmm. And I'm not able to go see my grandmother and and see my stepmother and stuff. So it's been really kind of hard. But, uh, you know, but making it through, man. So that's, yeah, that's me in a nutshell (laughs) right now.
1: The whole quarantine and all this business, man, it's like uh, it's really been a tragedy on top of a tragedy. You know, like we've lost a lot of. Great musicians. Yep. John Prine, Joe Diffie. Yeah. And it just happened to be during this time,
2: you know, whether it was COVID related or not. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then everybody's experiencing, you know, because I have I uh, have friends who've lost family members and you just, you can't, you can't do the normal funeral thing. You can't. Celebration of life. All that stuff is kind of out, you know. Yeah. Um, I think people are trying to, it, it seems to be coming back together. Um, I just hope we don't do it too fast. You know, I want to get back to normal and some normalcy. I don't care to go sit down in any restaurant, so I fully support those restaurants that refuse to open, open at 50% capacity. I support them 100%. Um, I'm not so arrogant that I have to go out and eat with my friends. I can go pick it up and take it back to my house and put my friends that want to come over at risk if they want, you know what I mean? Right. Um, so I, I do, man, and those those workers, you know, I, I just over tip when you go. <laughs> That's my only advice. If you go out to a restaurant and you get the curbside to oh, go, man overtip because uh they they lost a lot of work in all of this you know know some of them uh, will never recover you know Mm -hmm. i know
1: every weekend i go up to druid city and um you know i'll get a growler or a couple crowlers just to support them Mm -hmm. i mean Seth and all the you know regular bartenders who are out there doing the curbside make sure i Tip them, man. Yeah. It's like, miss y'all. Miss doing this. <laughs> yeah,
2: I know, man. I can't wait till we can go and sit back and, and get Taylor Hollingsworth and go do an Untapped and Vinyl in the brewery there. You know, it'd be great. I mean, are they planning to go into their new facility anytime soon? When are they hoping? By football season, hopefully? I think that's the plan. Ah, it'd be great, man. I, I'm not
1: sure. I, I just know the first time that they, uh, when they get it open, it's going to be a party. Yeah.
2: Because they're going to do some great music. You know, Bo's going to throw something Oh, man, yes. I, I, I foresee... I'm going to go ahead and make predictions. I foresee Taylor Hollingsworth definitely being a part of that. Do you know more than I know as I'm saying this? I think. Because um, I think Dexatines will probably be involved. That's what I was thinking. Lee Baines III and the Glorifiers will probably be involved. That's what I was thinking. I was thinking and, I was thinking Dexatines and Taylor. That's like the Holy Trinity right there, man. <laughs> that's three bands, yeah, you know. That is, that's the you know, Or the Blips, here. you know. Yeah. I mean, if the Blips get to come. Yeah. That'd be amazing. Well, that would probably be the first time they played live, wouldn't it? Yeah, I would imagine, yeah. I don't know. That's a killer damn shirt you got on there, um, though. Yeah, I had to rep it, man. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty awesome, man. It. it came in um,
1: yesterday, or not just Friday. Yeah. And uh, right when I did, I was like, ooh, I'm going to wear this beast a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it looks comfy, too. Because that, uh, that single that
2: they put out. Oh, my God, Inside Out. I played it last night on any. zone. It's only. so bouncy,
1: man. Yeah. It's it does, a it does, lot it, of
2: fun. It does have a swear in it, which Taylor didn't tell me about till the first time I heard the whole song live. Yeah. And I was like, as it was playing on the radio, I was like, ooh. <laughs> Not a bad, you know, it's all right. <laughs> yes, it's got a swear in it.
1: All right, let's get our uh, tap version, man. What are we sipping on today? We are
2: drinking a beer named Sue from Yazoo Brewing Company out of Nashville. It's a smoked porter. Um, I was telling you that I thought the, the ABV on it, it's a 9%. Um, just a solid smoked porter. This is like one of those that because when I think of a good porter, I always kind of use um, Druid City's downtown North Porter or whatever they're calling it now. I'm not real sure, Um, but I've always kind of... That's that's my... That's my gauge, mm-hmm. you know, to whether a porter is good or bad, you know what I mean? And this right here, I would think, is pretty much on the level with the North Porter.
1: I like it. Yeah, like it's got
2: that good smoky flavor to it. Yeah, Druid City's Porter,
1: that's the only one that I typically will drink that yeah. I like. Yeah. And, I mean, we were just talking a little bit before, like, all the different things you could do with it. It goes over an ice cream. Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah, I've not had Sue over ice cream, but I have had the downtown North Porter over I- vanilla ice cream. And it was absolutely spectacular. <laughs> and then Elliot, he tells me you got to put a little bit of a uh, little bit of whiskey on there to kill the bitterness. Yeah, so this is like, not that bitter to me. No, this, this is not bitter at all. But that smoke, man, that's what gets it to me. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of got a almost a kind of a bacony flavor to it in a mm-hmm. sense. You know, um, yeah, solid beer. So props. And we've got two other different kind of beers. So we'll get a little bit. Yeah, We'll we'll kind of uh, I guess integrate the untapped portion <laughs> into the show as we go along. Right.
1: Well, man, um, where to start? What's uh, What's been good? So Quarantine, my thoughts, I think we may have talked a little bit about this last time we were together over the phone, was I thought we were going to have a dead halt
2: on new music being put out. Yeah. Like right, when Jason Isbell laid down yeah. the rule at first, and he said, I ain't going to do it if I can't tour with it. Yeah. And then he just released his new record, which I have not spent time with. Right. But I, I haven't either, but... That was what I thought when Jason came out and said that. I was like, I'm sure everybody's going to follow suit. No, man. There's been so much good music released. Mm-hmm. You know, Waxahachie put out her record. I think she may have done that right before the uh, the, the quarantine. But, you know, Lily Hyatt's got a new record out. Um, she had the Blips put out some new music. You yeah, know? they dropped a the single. Did yeah, they put out another one no, since Inside Out? No, I, shoot, I wish so. Yeah, man. I'm hooked. hooked. I am too. I can't wait to hear the whole record. But there's so much good music out there. And I think we hit on it last time, and I hope it continues. And i talked with 100 people about this. Like, I think the coolest thing to come out of this is that all of these artists are doing the Facebook Lives and the Instagram Lives. I hope that continues when this is done because it is so amazing. And I'm sure it helps their follow count and their likes and hopefully helps them sell some records as well. Yeah. It's, uh, you know...
1: Joe McGowan, he was sharing, because I was thinking about this, too, just with going out to art festivals with Munson Brothers and, you know, doing everything like that. Yeah, yeah. And that's how you make your money if you're an artist, you know, going out to these art shows. Yeah. For some of that. And he was like, I'll be, you know, during the quarantine and during this season, like right now, and today, we should be at a festival. We should be out having people look at our art and telling people about our art, yet I've sold more paintings during this quarantine than I ever have. Yeah. And I was like, people are just showing up and showing out. And I guess, I think that's one thing maybe about those Facebook live videos and like you have the ability to tip and, um, you know, just talking with musicians kind of about that culture and how it's difficult, man. You know, you're used to playing live and now you're just playing with a telephone. You have no idea the other end of that telephone. Yeah, yeah. That's got to be difficult.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's. I guess it's always like when you're recording a video just by yourself mm-hmm. of something happening. You know, we do them here at the uh, at the Arts Council, and I've done them with the radio station. It's just a little awkward to be talking to your phone, you know? Right. And I mean, I think everybody's done a great job of it, though. Everybody I've watched. I've watched some them. I mean, Will Hoag the other day during lunch. I had everybody here at the office, which was two other people, standing behind me and watching Will Hoag do mm-hmm. his thing during lunchtime and you know David Newbold's been doing his yeah. lunch with David thing and, and yeah I uh, like that and all of the stuff that Ben from Lucero has been doing from his basement you know it's always good to see him completely drunk at the very end <laughs> it's always the best time for getting song lyrics and stuff so it's been a really cool thing man I mean it's like a it's the it's the uh, the daisy that grows through the crack in a concrete you know what I mean yeah. um, on a dirty city street that's kind of what all of this is it's been a shining light it's um you know druid city has been doing it they just had
1: taylor in uh doing like these live shows on top of keeping their open mic alive through their instagram yeah that's been very cool and um i really i really appreciate what they're doing to try to keep their music scene alive because man you build that brick by brick yeah and it would be so easy like we can't do anything we're just gonna call it to it things are back to normal well when's normal
2: yeah, and what will be normal yeah. when we get, will it be the same as it was? Yeah. You know, I don't think it will. It's never going to be. And I'm totally cool, and I'm a people person, but I'm totally cool with social distancing two years from now. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm, yeah. I'm, 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 I mean, I'm, and I, I love, I love to hug people. I mean, I don't care who you are, I like to hug. But I would be totally cool with just a fist bump from this point on, or at least like bump elbows. And like here lately everybody's been doing the kind of air hug, you know, with six feet apart kind of hugging each other. I'd be cool with all that. I'm cool wearing a mask
1: at all times in establishments. It's funny, man, like just going in the gas stations and, you know, everybody will have their mask on. We're all robbers and nobody seems to care now.
2: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I did did go into the – bank. no, not the bank went to the bank with my mask on to realize the bank was closed. And I thought, you know, they can't tell who, <laughs> you know, who the robber is. It's, it makes no sense for you to yeah. go into a bank. You yeah. Know? Before quarantine, you remember, it was like, if you have a hood, don't put your hood up. Yeah, don't wear don't your wear glasses. Hat, don't wear no glasses. Wear hat. Yep, and now, now it's s- like, you
1: don't know Damn. who I am.
2: Yep, but now, I mean, heck, even my bank, they've even closed the drive through now. I have to go downtown, um, down 45 to get to the bank. The one up here is closed up. Yeah, kind of crazy. ATM's the only thing open, and it's usually wrapped around the dang building Mm -hmm. to get to that ATM. So it's kind of crazy, man. Ah, the new normal. This is is it, I guess. I don't know. (laughs) I just hope that we don't get back to it too quick and things don't start to spike again, you know. I guess, like, uh, just another thing about music, and we'll get off into this
1: again, is um, I've liked what's been coming out of Memphis. The Memphis guys... I think it was Cosby and Stanfield. One of them started it first. Yeah. But just wrote a song, sent it to another musician. Here, add to it. And like everybody had complete... Oh, that's cool. Yeah, and they've been putting these tracks out. And it's just like three or four of them just send it around and then boom, here it is. Well, and then they release yeah. it. That's very cool. And so I, and they've been uh, covering each other. Yeah. And uh, that's awesome, they've been man. having a
2: ball, man. Yeah, I gotta find, I gotta, I gotta follow Jeremy on, uh, on uh, the socials. Stanfield,
1: um, Black Betty, that's Joshua Cosby mm-hmm. and uh, Nick um, Nick Redman. He's up in Philadelphia and he's still getting involved because yeah. he's from Memphis. And, yeah, that's cool. Um, the Wealthy West, which is Brandon Kinder. Memphis has really had it going on, but I've always been really into that sound. Yeah, like, oh, that's yes. That's one of the, I guess one of my favorite places in the country is like Forest like Music.
2: And I, I will, I will go to Memphis in a heartbeat. I love Mesa, Memphis. It is, it is my favorite city that I've been to. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've been to some really cool places. I lived in New Orleans for a little while. I think when I lived in New Orleans, um, and there's a great music scene down there too, and it's very diverse. Mm-hmm. But there's not really a New Orleans sound like there is a Memphis sound, right. you know. Um, and there's Memphis blues. There's not like, uh, I guess there's New Orleans jazz. Yeah. But, um, but when I lived down there, man, it's, uh, it was back in the early '90s. Um, and it's changed so much since Katrina. It's just not the New Orleans I remember, you know. So I don't know about Memphis by far, you know, and I've always said if I ever up and leave the south, and I've never been, but I'm moving to Portland, Oregon, because they got great beer, they got a great music scene, and it's freaking weird, and it just seems like my oh, kind of place. Even yeah. I've never been there, man. Don't tempt <laughs> me, man. I've got, I've got kinfolk up that way. Yeah, And um, they live just
1: outside of Eugene. Yeah. And uh, joke with me every now and then, I'll get a – Oh, I'm going to move, you know. And they would be like, just come to Oregon. Yeah. We'll put you up till you get
2: on your feet. And I'm like, oh, man, don't tempt me. Oh, man. It's it like, just seems like a really cool place. Plus, I'm such a big <laughs> fan of Portlandia. I don't know if you ever watched that, man. But <laughs> I just think that's the scene I want to be in, you know. It just seems so diverse and so crazy. And then the music. It shit, uh, uh, Patterson Hood from Drive-By Truckers lives in Portland now. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. He's not an Athens boy anymore. Well, he is an Athens boy, but you yeah. know what I mean. He's not there anymore. No. All of his p- pictures are tagged with uh, with Portland, Oregon now. And, and hell, uh, Ben from Lucero, he lives in Canton, Ohio. Doesn't even live in Memphis. <laughs> it's kind of crazy. It's like, wait, you're a Memphis guy. But, I no, mean, he's really an Arkansas boy. Yeah. Ben is. He was born in Arkansas and raised there and then spent 20 years in Memphis where he started Lucero and, and they've been together for 24 years now, 23 years. That would be
1: a, a plug. Just talk about Arkansas and that area. The Ozark country is uh... – I guess it goes back to that those little bubbles or pockets, man. I, I didn't realize what all was coming out of there. You got yeah. Sean James. Yeah. Um Nick Shoulders. I didn't know yes. th- I didn't know this, but Nick used to play for Nick uh for Sean. Really? He played drums for Sean well, way yeah. back in the day. Yeah, Because huh. that's uh, cool. I had him on the podcast. I don't know if it was even on there. Like we were just talking before, or maybe after, it might be on there. Yeah. But uh he was talking about yeah, I used to he used to play with Sean back in the day. It's like Arkansas boys, man. Yeah. <laughs> Stick it together. Well, like I, guess he, I guess when he was in Fayetteville, you know, and yeah. they were doing that. Hey, we're going to step out for a second, but to give you a better idea of that Ozark sound, it was great to have Nick on the show to talk about that yodeling and the whistle calls. It's just something that's in his blood. But here's a song called Rather Low. It's by Nick Shoulders. So, here you go. <music>
3: or rusty sheets are awful cold.
2: And speaking of, like, music scenes and stuff, I mean, Birmingham has always been a solid frickin' place, man. Um, you've got the blips out there now, but Cornelius Chapel doing some cool shit. There's a new band called People Years that yeah. is out of Birmingham. Do check those guys out, man. Definitely got that southern Birmingham. There's there's almost kind of a Birmingham sound. You know what I mean? I think it was kind of, um, I mean, I could like for years when Indies Only was, was first a thing and we were on the Z100 in Birmingham um, the Birmingham music scene was more diverse there was a lot different style music but I think now there's kind of a sound that comes out of that, uh, that Birmingham Tuscaloosa area kind of like the, the Lee Bain sound, the People Years the Dexatines, mm-hmm. it's kind of got that it's definitely got a southern twang to it obviously because of the voices but I think there's kind of a, a jangly guitar thing that's happening in that scene, yeah. Um, in People Years, that new record is called um, Animalism. Check it out. It's as far as I know, it's completely out on Cornelius Chapel because it's all up on Spotify. Yeah, they've been on fire since this quarantine. Oh my gosh, yes. I mean, cheers to Cornelius Chapel. Yeah. And they got some of our favorite artists signed to their label too, so <laughs> helps a lot, right? Yeah, exactly. You know, with uh, yeah. with Will Johnson and and the Blips now being Will signed Stewart, there. Um, his project. Uh, Will Stewart. I'm sorry yes i did say that wrong um and then uh the dirty clergy uh, my friend brian's band out of uh winfield mm-hmm. alabama um they put out some solid shit too man that song homesick i've been playing on uh-huh. indies only it is like it's sleepy but it's just like it's this i don't know there's a lot of power in how droning it is you know it's just it has a just this punch to me i love that song yeah um
1: during this quarantine, man, like one thing that I've been like extremely addicted to is like uh, maybe Radiohead's Daydreaming would be a real good example of like just a song that creates a ton of space like Hey fits uh, Yeah, yeah. i have getting lost. <coughs> you have a, a six minute song and it's just completely building and it's creating so much space and by the time you're at the end of it, you feel like you're in a room this big. Yeah. And
2: you could just be in your bedroom. I don't know. You lost me at Radiohead, man. You don't like Radiohead? <laughs> that's, just, that's one of those bands that like, I should love. And I've don't. got a list of bands that I should love that I don't. <laughs> you know, um, And I put Radiohead in that category. Um, you know, Frank Zappa and the Mothers of Invention, they go in that category. Um, it's just, I don't know, man. There's just some music I don't understand, I guess. And I've just never hooked on to Radiohead. Coldplay. Um, the Pixies. I love the Pixies. I want to love the Pixies. Yeah. But I don't, really don't. i tell you something about Coldplay. Is, uh, it's changed so much over the
1: years. And they almost have, like, the same kind of albums that um, almost like Incubus. Like, I, I like Incubus, though. So I'm not the biggest Coldplay fan. But, like, Coldplay is like made a ton of progress like i like those old coldplay albums i don't so much
2: like the new poppy stuff sure sure and i i could listen to the song yellow over and over again right i think that's a phenomenal song Mm -hmm. when that record came out that i think it's called parachutes yeah when that record came out i was like all right this is a cool band you know Mm -hmm. but ever since then it's like "Eh, eh." yeah Mm -mm, it's it's kind of too poppy now yeah it's totally mainstream But, man, um, have you had a chance since last time we talked? We talked about because I told you my favorite record of 2020 so far. Waxahachie's St. Cloud. Have you had a chance to listen to that record? It is absolutely. And I've got it in my car and literally, and I don't drive every day because I walk to work, Mm -hmm. um, but I have literally for the past two weeks had that – CD in my car and have not taken it out.
1: That's the way I was with that Newbold album, man. Yeah, that which cent- one here? Center Redemption.
2: Redemption. Phenomenal record. And thank you to David Newbold for hooking me up with some CDs as well when you went up there for your trip. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Tennessee and Center Redemption. Man, that's, uh, that Center Redemption is phenomenal. And I'm props to him too because the other day um, he was doing his little lunch with David thing and I... Popped on there, said "Sin and Redemption." He was asking what songs, and mm-hmm. he played it for us. And I was like, "Yes." Yeah, <laughs> it was a it was
1: a hell of a version too.
2: Yeah, because yeah. uh,
1: it didn't sound like your record, you know? No, just, it didn't. It's just David and David and his guitar.
2: It didn't, man. What um, I played uh, "Sensitive Heart" on uh, Indies only, as well as mm-hmm. "Diamonds in the Dark." I think those are the ones you sent me. <clears throat> um, yeah, recorded in Franklin, Tennessee. But let's see, man. Talking about new records because we always do that. The new. Have you heard the new? LP5 the new record from John Moreland it is it's a different sound from Moreland but it is fucking phenomenal I'll have to check that LP out LP5 I think that's probably because it's his fifth record I guess that's why I got it maybe it's his fifth I don't know I haven't counted them or whatever but uh, yeah I'm into that I'm into this um, this this uh, lady her name is OK Kaya um, been playing a song of hers on indies only called Psych Ward okay I know that because of the show yeah yeah that's a pretty killer record too man Porridge Radio weird weird band name band out of uh, England I believe Porridge Radio um, it's not what you'd expect it to be because like like the song I'm playing on Indies Only is called Sweet I don't know if you heard it last night because I know you and I had a phone conversation at one point um, so I don't know if you were able to listen to the entire show but um, the song ended up talking
1: during the whole well the whole last
2: hour Yeah, yeah 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 I am smoking mirrors. Uh, pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. It was all pre-recorded, so <laughs> everybody knows that I wasn't live last night. But, uh, smoking mirrors, boys. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Smoking mirrors. But, uh, man, that porridge radio, it starts out all sweet and sugary, and then all of a sudden she just kicks it in and just, pow. Oh, my goodness. Okay, yeah. Music, man. There's yeah. a lot of good shit coming out right now. I am ready for I my mean, other porter. You ready for your other one? All right. We got a cooler Fool right here inside the columbus arts council <laughs> we're real, like to set up i don't know i'd like to set the 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 uh the scene for everyone we're sitting right we got these gigantic um see ce- almost floor to ceiling um windows and we face the corner of uh fifth avenue or fifth street and main avenue or which is main street um and we're right at the corner, so everybody's stopping and looking in because they can see us sitting here at a table with microphones and I don't know if they see our beers or not. Got but a beer opener. I do have a beer opener. Shaped like a guitar pick with a magnet on the back of it. Hell yeah. Yeah, my um I've already been through two of my sous, man. I'm I've got a I'm feeling pretty good right now. Yeah, I saw that 9% and I was like, I better take it easy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you did, man. I was asked about to ask you if you needed a nipple for that thing. You're taking your time on <laughs> it. <laughs> I'm gonna speed through this one. Well, but speed yeah, they, through when it so I can say say that, wait um, on you. We'll, we'll do the donut stout next, man. For
1: the uh, you know, for the show, you mentioned that we were gonna do it at the art council. And yeah. I was like, ooh, I love that. <laughs> but I gotta be honest with you, it's like all the times I've been in here. Yeah. Like, having a beer in here doesn't feel that unnatural. I think every time I'm in here, I've had a beer. Yeah, because you've been here for a show or something. Yeah. yeah.
2: Well, no, you came up for the play, mm-hmm. whenever you were in the play. Um, that got ended up getting canceled. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you weren't drinking when you were doing that, I don't think. <laughs> I was <laughs> Had to get in character. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, because you were, you were playing like a New York guy or something. Chicago, yeah. yeah. Chicago, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I came up one night, and uh, and you were on stage, and you were – pulling your acting while well, i took some pictures and stuff uh-huh. you guys were pulling out your acting chops and stuff yeah i really wish i could have seen you in the play so you've acted like for a long time it has been 10 years since i done anything but wh- where did you used to act at oh it would be
1: like churches and i did it for uh the university i was at i did it for one of the plays they did there gotcha
2: with that beard did you ever play jesus no, church. <laughs> never, never was Jesus. Like a, a prophet type. A red-headed Jesus.
1: Yeah. Shoot ya. Ain't Gen- no red-headed stranger now. We got a red-headed savior.
2: <laughs> G- Ginger
1: Jesus. There you go. Right there. <laughs> but um, <coughs> I like this. This, is, this picture, and I'll take a picture of it so... Hopefully we can get, we talked about that though, it's kind of hard to get a picture of it.
2: Yeah, it's very hard to get a picture of, but w- what we've done <coughs> with these gigantic windows is we decided to have some of our artists, because we are an art gallery, and we have a, an 85-seat theater upstairs, so we're kind of, a, we're an event venue in a sense, but we also have art shows monthly, we sell art here, and so we had one of our artists come up and decorate uh, one of the windows, and what she chose was, um, it is uh, the kind of the profile of a, a female and her head is open and there's a maze going on in her head. Mm -hmm. Well, she and I were talking about, you know, what what this kind of represents these days because I put at the bottom, I I lettered out quarantine, um, hashtag quarantine life. And so I said, well, everybody's thinking about quarantine and they're thinking about COVID-19. I said, why don't you in the center of the maze put a little COVID virus? And so she did. And then she's got three um, tears coming from her eyes um, red, yellow, and blue primary colors to represent what the arts and how, how the arts have suffered during all of this. So I think it's a pretty cool piece. It's pretty cool for me to be sitting back at that desk and see people come by taking pictures of it, you know? Yeah. Knowing I had a little bit to do with it. I didn't draw it, obviously, but... <laughs> yeah, that's
1: that's been um, one of the things during the quarantine is like, once again, going all the way back to where we started was like with the Facebook Live and musicians um, just trying to find a way to stay connected with the the fan base, yeah, and uh, artists. I've seen a lot of good work coming out, and not doing it the way that they normally would do it, you know, because yeah. they can't do the art shows. Yeah, yeah. But people are still showing up and showing out as far as
2: like supporting. So, uh, but luckily, they've got a lot of time to do that art. Yeah, now, you know what no I mean. Kidding. So there's a lot of really good stuff no churning out. You know, I mean, because that's one thing we've struggled with as an arts council is we've got no way to get money coming. We're a, we're a nonprofit organization. Um, you know, nobody's going to come up in here with this stay-at-home order and try to buy some art, you know. So we've had to kind of be creative. We started we started a little thing called the Quarantine Concert Series mm-hmm. live from our theater. It was just me and somebody on stage. Um, yeah, you had a... Uh, we had Darren Henson Darren. from The Quiet Calm came up and played our first week. And then I had uh, the second, third, and fourth week lined up. And then one by one they all called with concerns because that was right as the big stay at home. order peak. Yeah, yeah. That was the peak. And, then it was like, Hey, let's, we, everybody's got to stay at home. And so all of the artists called me and was like, Hey man, how do you feel about us not doing it? And I'm like, Hey, it's up to you, man. Mm-hmm. I don't want to put you at risk. And you'll be in there with nobody but me. And I can tell you, I've been safe. I hope you have, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you don't get me to COVID, but you know, so that's like a real struggle for us. And um, we had to cancel that. We were doing art shows here in the main gallery, um, with one of our artists, the same artist, Amy Ballard, who did the uh, <clears throat> the picture on the window, and we, we made it two weeks with that, and then we decided to go ahead and can that too, you know. So it's been really difficult trying to figure out how to survive. So, I mean, just like the artists are going through how to survive the with their music and too. stuff, you know, venues are suffering as well, you yeah. know, just like restaurants and bars and things like that. You know, it's good to see it start to open back up, but again, I say, chill out. Wear your damn mask right. That's one thing i got to say to everybody. And if you go to the Walmart, and bless your heart if you do, because I freaking hate the Walmart, but if you go to the Walmart, they have clearly marked, enter this way, and then the next aisle will say, do not enter. The the parking lot is this way, too, though. People have never listened to those arrows. Sure, sure. But the parking (laughs) lot is a little more self-explanatory. Nobody looks down. I went to Walmart for my mother. I go, I take care of my mom. Um, she still gets out and does on her own, but there's still a few things that I that I uh, appreciate doing for her. And man, I went to Walmart this morning, and I just blistered my ass to see people walking the wrong way down the aisles, not social distancing. And what is the point in wearing your mask if you don't but cover your nose? It, yes, but wearing it just over your lips. I'm
1: telling you, nothing like you go to a fast food, and the person at the window just has oh, yeah. it covering
2: their mouth, and I'm like, you're not doing any good. No. I mean, you're protecting me from your cough if you have a cough <laughs> yeah. or a sneeze, you know, but other than that, you ain't accomplishing shit. <laughs> Did you see the, the video of the woman in the convenience store where she leans down up under the plastic thing they've got up there and talks to the people? Oh, yeah. She's like got some her, people just don't get it. She's got her mask on, but the nose and the, of her mask, the nose and the mouth are cut. There's a hole cut where she could talk. <laughs> and the guy goes, man, that's a pretty unique mask. Where'd you get that? And she goes, oh, well, I couldn't breathe, so I just cut out the nose and the mouth the whole point
1: of it, Bless it. Yeah. <laughs> we're coming out of that Beer Named Sue we're going to take a break this is Hunter Myers this is Tyler Childers cover If Whiskey Could Talk
4: If Whiskey Could Talk It's would say I'm a great guy Or at least it ought to For as much as I buy But it's money well spent Just to help me feel free And the pain she creates when she's cheating on me. When she's at it again, living high on the streets. I'll reach for the bottle just to help me to sleep. When I lay here in bed When I dream of a time She was content with being all mine And if whiskey could talk We'd say I'm a great guy least it ought to for as much as I buy yeah but it's money well spent just to help me feel free from the pain she creates and she's cheating on Bed was living alone, Hanging on by a thread And if whiskey could talk We'd say I'm a great guy At least it ought to She's high, bye
2: From a beer named Sue. Yep. To, to a space bird. Space bird from Crosstown Brewing Company in Memphis. And this beer is its sweet because it's a donut stout. I don't know the science behind how they did it. I don't know if they took the donuts and put up in there or what. I got me a good head. Oh, it's, it's a perfect there you head. Go. There you go. The only time today you'll be able to say that, brother. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> It'd go home to your girlfriend. I don't know. 5.2%. <laughs> Hell yeah. 5.2% the space bird, man. It is a, it's a, it's not like when I say it's sweet, I don't mean it's like overly sweet, like it's like sugary. Yeah. It's just got a, it's got a flavor to it. You try it and tell me what you think. Let this head get down. <laughs> so man, Crosstown,
1: a little bit about that. You just telling me about the area. Oh
2: man, yeah. The whole Crosstown uh, Arts District in in Memphis now. They took like an old warehouse factory building, and made it into kind of like a like an indoor mall. Um, it's really cool. The Crosstown Concourse is what it's called. Um, there's like an arts upstairs. There's businesses downstairs. Mem Pop's, one of my favorite uh, popsicle places, is there. <laughs> I love it. man. They've got like a they got a a, a chocolate. Uh, it's called a oh it's like a Mexican chocolate but it's got the chilies in it. Oh, and it's so good, man. Oh, it's so good. Um, But yeah, and then Crosstown Brewing Company is right there kind of like uh, it's on the property, but kind of off to the side. Um, But they got a solid little facility over there, man. See what I'm talking about? It's got that sweetness to Should it. Should have saved this for last. It's like having dessert. <laughs> well, you always and now. Now, this is for everybody who who like goes to beer tastings. You always want to save because our last one is a double rye IPA. Mm-hmm. So you always want to when you're doing a beer testing, save your IPAs till last because the IPAs will kill your palate because of the hops. So always save that you get your get everything out of the way first even your sour's get them out of the way before you have your IPAs but i don't know if you ask me the the sour's kill my palate but this is cuz i'm i'm trying to love them but i don't really you know yeah yeah yeah
1: yeah um i've never thought about that cuz because- I guess we've always done it because, you know, you, you take the reins on the beer. I don't think we've done this many beer at once, though.
2: No, we've never done three. I think we've done two before. We yeah. did Snake Handler and something else last time. Yeah, but we we saved Snake Handler for last. <laughs> oh, yes, we did. Yeah, because it is a double IPA, and it will double kill your
1: palate. <laughs> <your collet. laughs> and I always go back to that story of uh, we were working. It was the art festival there in Tuscaloosa. You were there with the, uh,
2: yeah, the Druid the, City Dames. Druid City Arts Festival, yeah. Yeah.
1: And um, I had been there maybe an hour and uh, ran into you, and I was like, man, looking to get a beer. He's like,
2: go into that pizza
1: joint <laughs> and, and get you a snake handler, handler if you <laughs> want a beer.
2: Yeah, because they have the entertainment district in downtown yeah. Tuscaloosa when stuff like that goes on. So, yeah, because I had just came. My son and I went and had pizza in there, yeah. and I drank a snake handler. And I was like, that's the first time
1: I had, I had a snake handler on top of that, because I had none been in there. I got like a... Just trying to limber up for the show because sometimes with those, when we do the the Munson brother things, it's like after I get like maybe a shot or two or a couple of beers in me, it's like oh I can sell now. Yeah, there you go. It's yeah. more you gonna buy because I'm gonna sell kind of thing, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I was like, I just need a little, little liquid courage. Yeah. And I like, go in there and get you a snake handler, big boy. <laughs> Didn't take but one. Yes.
2: And, I was and ready. Plus you're out there. It was it was in the summer or in the springtime, mm-hmm. so it was hot out there anyway. So right. It's, Like, when you're drinking and it's hot and you're having something big, like a a 10% double IPA, like a snake handler, I mean, it'll whoop your ass. (laughs) It'll It'll come on you. (laughs) It'll come up on you, for sure. Oh, while we're on that,
1: I've got to, uh, I'll have to look up the name of that Will Stewart song. Uh, But Abe, when I had him on the podcast... Uh, he told me the story about it because he met the guy. Are you familiar with, like, the snake-handling churches and all that stuff? Oh, most Sand definitely. Mountain.
2: Yeah, 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 that, yeah, There's a
1: book on that. Yeah, that, there's that documentaries wield- out, too. Right. Well, Pony just wrote a song about one of them. Yep. And so you have, like, a lot of good songwriting just coming from that little snake-handling pocket up, uh-huh. you know, North Alabama, yeah. South Tennessee, Northwest Georgia, and now all these – Artists are getting their hands on it, and, boy, they are tearing
2: it up. Yeah. Yeah, that whole, the churches are called um, with signs to follow, mm-hmm. or the churches. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's what they're called. I remember, I because I, mean, I, I watched a documentary about the snake handling preachers and was just amazed. And it's just, a, it's a culture that still exists in the South, you know? Yeah. Um, I know you get you get uh, people listening to the podcast from all over the country, mm-hmm. but definitely delve into that. It's it's a very unique piece of of southern culture where they think that God is not going to let the snakes harm them. There's been a lot of music written about those p's, Sand Mountain being like the the main place where all of these are kind of hidden up in the uh, up in the woods. Because I think a lot of time, I don't think it's Necessarily legal across the country, right. I mean, not to have venomous snakes in your church and handle them on a regular basis. Um, you know, and I mean, I don't know. I don't know if I would. I couldn't do it. I don't like snakes, period. I don't care, you ball python, whatever. It, that some bitch will still bite me. I don't care if it'll kill me or not. I don't want to be bitten by one. I don't want to have to deal with all that madness. You know what I mean? <laughs> I just know I could do it. you. But uh, there was this one band years ago, um, and their record I think was called "With Signs Following." Um, they're called Creech Holler really cool kind of um kind of dirty bluesy almost like a like a hill country band or something like that but but with rock guitar um so check out Creech Holler if you get a chance I think they only put out two records in the time that they were around but I was to the point of obsession with them I, mean, I had a t-shirt I had a belt buckle it had like a crow coming out of a, of a pelvic bone like it had been eating on it or something you know really cool band uh-huh. really kind of um kind of americana gothic americana kind of stuff you know kind of like uh, along the veins of like sixteen horsepower and woven hand uh, two of my favorite bands of all times uh, featuring david Eugene Edwards. just go ahead and name drop him but man I have been um
1: Like, I want to plug new records and what I've been listening to, but, man, my mind is just all over um, the folks that we've had here on the show and just uh, show coming up. Yeah, Uh, I've been just obsessed with what Pony's been putting out on his social media, like with those
2: new songs. Man, and it's been like one a day, and it's been amazing. (laughs) I mean, Pony in in his own right is just an amazing – he's an amazing songwriter, vocalist, Mm -hmm. one of my favorite vocalists of all times. Um, And he's just got – he's got so much – depth and his, his range, you know. I think his songwriting is just brilliant. Oh, amazing, man. Downright brilliant. Yep. Absolutely. Like, yeah. That's that's the way I
1: share his music now. When I put in that sudden opera, like, you know, just riding in the truck and, oh, about to put this CD in, bub, and uh, we're going to listen to it from start to finish. Like, you don't skip these
2: tracks. No. You just not. let it play. Not one bad song in that whole record. And like,
1: before it starts, I tell the person, you know, whoever we are riding in the truck, I yeah. was like... I'm a huge fan of Pony, but the thing I appreciate most about Pony is his songwriting. I was like, when I put this record on, I'm expecting Pony to be brilliant, Mm -hmm. and he's brilliant
2: the entire time. Yeah, and I'm expecting you riding along with me to shut up and listen to the lyrics. Yeah, and when it, <laughs> Don't be talking yeah, to me. Don't yeah. be telling me about what that girl in front of us yeah. just did. We're not <laughs> no. we're not we're not doing
1: our relationship things no, in this car. No. And when Jehovah comes up, you're gonna sing. To oh me. hell yes.
2: You are. That is the best <laughs> song on the whole record. Oh my gosh, that is my favorite song on that whole damn record, man. Um, what is it? Like the thriller in Manila. I love that line, man. I just, every time I have to sing, like, I don't sing the whole song out loud because I don't, I don't like my voice is not bad, but there's no way I can hang with Pony Bradshaw. (laughs) But man, when that one part, like the thriller in Manila, I constantly do it. It's catchy, man. Man, it's so good. It's so good. I mean, that, I mean, that was, I mean, I had my, I do every year on my Instagram feed at Monk on the radio, by the way, if you want to follow me, um, not you, Alan, you already follow me. I'm already there. Yes. But, um, damn beer tasting good right now. What was I saying? Um, oh yeah. Every year I do a top 10 records of whatever year we just got out of and pony's record ended up on in my top 10 in no order. I never list them in order. I, you know, yeah. I usually have a favorite. Um, definitely pony would have been probably in the top three last year. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it was last year, the year that Swearin released their record. Because that was probably my most listened to record last year.
0: I, no, think, no, that no, a year, well, I think that
2: it was the year... That was 18, year, I think. Yeah, I think it was the year before because Lucero's Among the Ghosts came out in 18 as well. And that was one of my most... And still one of my most listened to records. Yeah. Uh, Sudden Opera.
1: Uh, that's Pony's first album, man. 19, it was easily, you know, top 10.
2: Oh, most definitely.
1: If yeah. not my favorite. I mean, you had Pat, Dancing Daddy that year. You had Taylor's new album. That It was a banger. And it goes back to that thing that you were saying about what does Birmingham sound like? <laughs> it
2: sounds like Tap Tanson Diddy to me. You know? I think, I think, <laughs> I think, I mean, even though they're a Tuscaloosa band, I think the Dexatines were kind of the, the mothership to create this Birmingham sound. And then, of course, you know, the former members of um, the Dexatines Lee Baines, Taylor Hollingsworth. <laughs> You know, they kind of did their, their own, yeah. Brad Armstrong. I mean, they did their Power own House. thing, and it just like, <laughs> you know. And now you got the blips, which you know features Taylor Hollingsworth. that features members of, the of Holy Youth, uh, the the former guitar player for the Glorifiers. You know, you got some pretty solid freaking people in that damn <laughs> it's band. Like, you know? It's like a like a super band of Birmingham. Yeah, exactly, you know? that's what I call them—a Birmingham super group. Yeah. And then I have to explain who the form, where the former members are. You know, and it kind of all makes sense. You know. But I think, uh, isn't Taylor still the the guitar player um, for Dex Yeah. Teens, yeah? Once again, I'm going to lose you, but,
1: like, he is one of those guys when I – We're talking about Taylor Hollingsworth. How are you going to lose me? Because what I'm about to reference is when I hear Jim James, you know, my morning jacket, when I hear him play guitar, it's just like Jack White. It's just like Dan Arbott. Like, there are some people when they – it's like Clapton. Right when I hear that guitar, I know who's playing it. Yeah, Taylor is
2: one of those guys. Yeah, yeah. Oh, most definitely. You, know. yeah. you thought you were going to lose me because you said My Morning Jacket, yeah. right? They're on that list of bands yeah. that I probably yeah. should love, but I don't. Yeah, right, <laughs> yeah. right. But I did this morning on Front Porch Radio on Alt-1017. She played, um, it's a cover of a, a Flying Burrito Brothers song called Hot Burrito One. And Jim. it was just basically Jim James and a guitar. That was solid, man. I didn't know who I was listening to, so I, I went to the Shazam. Yeah. It never pulled up the song, but then eventually it kind of cleared up on my uh-huh. on my readout. So, yeah, but no, I understand that completely, man. I mean, but, you can tell Taylor's guitar playing. And Taylor has such like a, a jangly, open-handed way of playing guitar. It was like you watch him play guitar, and it just doesn't make sense how he's making those sounds. You know what I mean? Because his hands are like all over well, the that, place. It's, it's cool. kind of like what I probably think Robert Johnson looked like playing guitar. <laughs> like how the fuck is that making that sound? It's like watching Les Claypool play bass. How does he strum like this right here with the goofy hand and uh, make all that damn racket? And it sounds good. I'm telling you. <laughs> like that,
1: when, the, you know, Druid City put him on to do that live stream uh, just last week or two weeks ago now, yeah. is I was watching that, and I was immediately taken back to the first time I saw Taylor
2: uh,
0: at, at, the, at Sunstroke the Sunstroke house. house because yeah. when
1: he was at Druid City when we'd done the podcast, he had his electric. Yeah. And, um, I mean, I know there is a lot of it's a lot easier beast on the electric guitar, but to get that much sound out of an acoustic
2: yeah, is just unreal. And the acoustic guitar is where a true guitar player shows through. You know, if you want to be a guitar player, you probably want to start out with an electric guitar because it's not going to show <laughs> yeah. as many of your mistakes. Yeah, you can hide you a know? lot of stuff. Yeah, exactly. You know, you get that acoustic guitar, ain't nothing hiding. You right. know, it's like I started out. Um, I mean, when I was like a teenager, I started out with just a regular bass. It was a court. Um was the it was the brand name of the guitar, just a cheap bass guitar, but I played the shit out of it. I loved it. And then that one kind of fell apart over the years. And so I got uh, my friend who played bass in the band. I was in White House slaves for years. He had an acoustic bass. He was living out of his uh, his uh, uh, VW van, yeah and he was needing some money for the road. So he goes, man, I'm re- I' I'm sell my acoustic bass if you you know if you'd like to buy it. And I'm like, well, hell, yeah. So I gave him three hundred dollars, man. I mean, I'm an okay bass player, but on an acoustic bass, I am not. <laughs> I, am not. <laughs> I am not. So, I mean, I can't play guitar like you can. Yeah. Um, so, you understand what I'm talking about still. I mean, it's just, you notice all the little mistakes and the intricacies when you've got that acoustic yeah. guitar in front of you. Yeah. It's like it, there's no room for error. Yeah.
1: All right, we're going to walk away from the Space Bird. That is from Crosstown Brewing in Memphis. We're going to come back to Memphis, the collaboration project thing I was telling you about earlier. We're going to play a song from that later in the show. Right now we got Pony Bradshaw, a song called Jehovah. (laughs)
5: could <laughs> i mm-hmm.
2: Beer. third beer we got uh, out of kiln mississippi lazy magnolias timber beast rye double ipa nine percent don't ask me because i've actually been and i did a excuse me i did a 200 mile relay across kentucky and I learned all about whiskey and I learned all about rye whiskey but i don't remember what the fuck makes a rye so i don't know why they call it a rye ipa it's, it definitely doesn't have the the floral notes that a double ipa would I think the rye kind of it, it adds a different kind of like woodsy, smoky flavor uh-huh. to it. I don't know what you think, but I mean this right here, this is at the Let's convenience see. store down the road from my house. Yeah. And this here for me is, this is my go-to. It's not a snake handler. It doesn't have the same effect that a snake handler not has. Not a snake handler, but the, it is good. The 9% will jump up on your ass, though, so you better watch it. <laughs> we just got off a of Sue. That was 9. Yeah, it was 9. and then Timber... I don't mean go big or go home, you know. I mean, I like the Space Bird. I just, it's, just, it's different. It's Memphis. It's supporting, you know. I'm, I'm a Memphis brewery, and it's a solid freaking beer. Yes, it is. So, yeah, but I think out of all of these today, Timber Beast is my favorite. And I feel like... Timber Beast is gonna have me over here. Like this. That's the fun parts, man. I, I went through a I went through some health issues right as this uh, this quarantine started, and I quit drinking for a good long while. Um, my issues cleared up. I quit for a month after my surgery. Oh yeah, you kind of had to. You probably on some pills and stuff, huh? Right. Yeah. And I was scared to death of that. I quit taking the pills.
1: Like. Um, oh, I'm scared to death of pills. After man. after my second day out of surgery, I quit taking my pain meds. I, I wasn't hurting enough for it, Yeah. and I've always been scared to death. It, yeah. It's a it's a family history thing. It's like families gotcha. struggled with pills, you know. Yeah. And like that is, I've seen my friends go down that road, and like there's, uh, there's no recovery from that to me. It's like a hole you never get out of. Oh no, and it's a rabbit hole for sure, man.
2: You get down in it.
1: Like I, I going can. Into the, it. And that's the thing about vices and like with drinking is, I could have this beer. And I would be totally fine for, like, sober October or whatever. I yeah. could go a month without having a beer. Sure, bed. sure. And that's how I know it don't have a control over my life.
2: Sure. But I, with pills and that heavy shit, I don't know about that, Bubba. No, yeah, like, I never understood. Yeah, luckily, I've only ever loved alcohol. I've never. I'm I not, had my boughs with Mary Jane. I mean, I can smoke to Mary Jane, but I don't love it, you know. I never had to do it. I knew friends that like, had to do it three or four times a day. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm lucky that I never wanted to experiment. I would never, and I don't understand how people, sensible, you know, intelligent people, grab a hold of something like crack or heroin or cocaine, something that you know might have you hooked first thing, how you can go and do these things and with, with the chance that you're never going to be able to get off this shit. I don't understand that. It makes no sense to me. Yeah, and heroin has literally killed
1: some of my favorite musicians. Oh my gosh, yes. You know, um, Sublime, uh, Bradley Noel. Yeah, yeah, Bradley, uh, Lane Staley, Allison Chains. Yep. I, I love. I, I've got that DVD at the house. That's one of. My, I, I like doing the Nirvana Unplugged and the Allison Chains Unplugged. Those are my two favorite MTV Unplugged. That when MTV done music.
2: Yeah. And seeing yeah. Lane. Yeah, kids. When MTV used to really be music television. Yeah. <laughs> Not anymore. Get out of here. Yeah. That was reality TV. Yeah, exactly. Catch me
1: outside. How about that?
2: But uh, <laughs> <laughs> Catch me outside.
1: But uh, I'll, I'll, I'll never forget the first time I saw that MTV um, unplug with Lane Staley. You know, the band came out one at a time. And last man out was Lane. Yeah. And he had those dark sunglasses on. And I was like. He was probably just backstage, and he probably shut up. Yep. You know, but he was here comes the rooster, buddy.
2: Yep. I mean that that is definitely one of my favorites. My favorite uh, MTV unplugged, aside from Paul McCartney when he did it. That was a dope one. Now Paul McCartney, and he pulled out all those like bluegrass songs and those blues songs, and I love that. But the Nirvana unplugged, yeah. and I've never been. I mean, even when Nirvana was popular, and like I, you know alluded to earlier I was around in 17, 18 years old when they kind of came to be yeah. as far as the world knowing who they were um, that is still one of that is my favorite unplugged record and to know kind of the history behind it whenever they, they started doing this thing um, they came out that day and freaked the producers out because they expected them to do all Nirvana songs and all their hits, and they did not. They yeah. pulled out old Lead Belly songs, a Meat Puppet song, and invited right. the Meat Puppets out. And Nobody really, that <laughs> bunch, didn't know who the hell the Meat Puppets were, you know? Yeah. But it was really, it became one of the one of the coolest musical experiences of our generation, mm-hmm. um, that Unplugged record. What, uh, what I heard, out,
1: it's probably nothing but rumor, but that sound that you had on that Unplugged, because, you know, a couple weeks later, Kurt would no longer be with us. Yeah. Is... That sound that you got out of that unplugged, that was the actual sound that Nirvana was moving to. Yeah. Like they weren't going to be heavy and like electric guitars anymore. Like I think Kurt was moving to. it. He wanted the cellos and the violins, and he wanted to. That's cool. Yeah, and he wanted to back up and just.
2: Wish we could have heard it, man. Yeah. I mean, I think he was um, one of those people that, whenever the the fame hit, he wasn't ready for it. Yeah. You know, he just. I mean, and it. I mean, because when when they happened the world of music changed. And that was a lot of pressure on these young kids from Seattle and from Aberdeen, Washington. Ain't it crazy,
1: like, looking at those unplugs and seeing Dave Grohl with long hair and not even looking like Dave Grohl? Yeah,
2: exactly. (laughs) Dave Grohl, though, man, I've got the utmost respect for that dude. Um, Until I saw him, what, last September, I saw him in... um, Louisville Kentucky uh-huh. at the Bourbon and Beyond Festival I mean I've always liked the Foo Fighters I've never loved them you gotta be a
1: fighter of the Foo but
2: I mean whenever you whenever I saw them live I like I totally understood it man and everybody was singing along and they did so many songs that I didn't know because I only knew the stuff we played on all 1017 yeah you know so but I was so impressed I understand it and like the dude is completely one of the coolest motherfuckers ever yeah he is literally... Dude, he's kicked, the, he stopped his shows and kicked people out because a dude was pushing a girl. Yeah, yeah. or he's invited people on stage right. to play drums with him right. or play guitar with him and stuff. And it's I've, just, seen, I've seen it's the amazing. food, man. Like, yeah. th-
1: there's nothing like seeing the food. Man, that
2: was... I mean,
1: you know... Do you think, like, while we're here, it's like that arena rock, like... I wonder how far off we are from, like, getting back to that level again. Because, like, that's that's dead. Like, I think house shows would be the first thing back yeah. as far as, like, getting our venues and everything back up to speed. But, like, I can't But where imagine. are we at
2: as far as, you know, packing out the BJCC yeah. or the Bancorp South arena? Yeah. Like, when's the next time you're going to be able to see, like, the Foo Fighters, you know, or I don't Chili know, Peppers, man. I mean, or- what, what could that mean for for bands like that, you know, the yeah. big bands? because. You're not going to get the Red Hot Chili Peppers to play Sunstroke House. No. You know, there's just not a venue that's going to be able to fit them. I mean, they could if they would, you know, not expect a half a million dollars to play. You know, Jamie would probably have them in a heartbeat. Right. You know, but uh, and just for 40 of us, that would be absolutely amazing. But I don't know when we're going to get back to that, man. Um, I mean, I don't know when we're going to get back to Sunstroke shows and little house concerts and and fuck people playing in the backyard. I don't know when we're going to get back to that, you know. Mm hmm. I mean, I'm all for it. I'm all for I'll social distance. I'll do what I can do to support the venues and support the artists. But when is going to be a good time? When are people not going to be scared? That's one thing we're running into here because we had Jimbo Mathis scheduled. Mm -hmm. We had Watermelon Slim scheduled. We had to cancel both of those. Um, We do have two big concert announcements coming up. Um, but we've got to have our board meeting and see how the board feels about us opening up. And we may have to do things here because the way our venue is set up here at the Columbus Arts Council, we've got 85-seat theater, very intimate theater upstairs. Yes. Downstairs we have probably 3,000 square feet of just open room. Um, and then you have the basement, too. Well, we have a basement, if, but the basement's kind of yeah, small. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so I mean, so we're thinking about setting up chairs with about you know, five, six feet in between them up here and just having our bands play at the very back of the, the place, but we don't have a sound system, we'll have to rent, it's just I mean we don't know when we're going to get back to normal. So let's talk about some more records that I want to bring you to your attention. Let's go. So if you're writing them down, um, the new Brendan Benson, of course he's one part of uh, the, the recon Tours with Jack White his new record is great. Um, earlier I did talk about Dear Life the People Years Dear Life, what that, is that? The new Brandon that's, Benson. That's, that's the, Is that what yeah. it's called? I don't even know what the new yeah. record's called. Just, oh, it is phenomenal. I just know it is phenomenal. I, I
1: love the Tours and like I, that's what I like about that project the most. Is like yeah, Jack sings on it, but like I can tell, like I think collectively as that band is like, I think they all have a huge stake in it. Like yeah, the tours is a very special unit. It's not just Jack
2: White. It's not band. just Jack yeah. White.
1: Like yeah. like I like I feel like with white stripes, that was Jack White.
2: Sure. Yeah Meg, 100%, M- yeah, Meg. Yeah, Meg
1: played drums. Yeah, but I don't know how much about the writing of the shit.
2: Yeah, it's like the blips. It's not Taylor Hollingsworth. It's the blips. Yeah, it's a band. It's yeah. a collective. They're all. They all have their say. So, and it's not like Metallica, where two people write the songs and yeah. everybody else just plays the shit. Right. You know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So um, I did. I did hit on Waxahatchi John Morland's new record, LP Five. Check that out. Um, Porridge Radio fucking phenomenal band. Okay, Kaya, People Years out of Birmingham, their new record, Animalism. And then I'm going to bring up the new song. There's not been a, an official release date or a record title or anything from Phoebe Bridgers, who she is with Connor Oberst in the Better Living Community, whatever that damn band is, is so long that I like. I can't remember the name of the damn band, but Phoebe Bridgers. And then finally, there's a punk band that I've been into lately called Retirement Party that is Phenomenal. I'm starting to play them. I just played them for the first time last night on Indies Only, and I plan to play a shit ton more. So check out Retirement Party. And I love how we're running out of band names, you know, and you got like all these (laughs) bands you can't fucking Google, you know, like tennis and sports team you know, and and retirement parties. You can't you, you could I mean, you could put band behind some of them, but like tennis band. I think that brings up something completely different. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. So I just, I love it how we're running out of band names. It's, it's funny. crazy to me. is
1: like, you can just invent a word like blip.
2: Yeah, the blips. Well, I remember years
1: ago. But it was Taylor and the blips, right? This is it's the old thing. No, right? no, no, no. That was no, the no. Spider Eaters, wasn't it?
2: No, there was Taylor Hollingsworth and the Puffs. Puffs. Yeah. Um, but no, I remember years ago in Tuscaloosa when the Chucker was still a thing, um, there was a band called Blip. And Blip was like, um, they had a lot of keyboard. Actually, I think they had two keyboard players maybe. Um, I remember there was a hot chick on the keyboard.
1: <laughs> that, so, that,
2: that's one of the memories I have of Lily Heights, man. Yeah. It was like the, the drummer was a fox. Yeah. Oh, yes. I remember you and I talked about that. Yes. <laughs> so bad, Alan. <laughs> But, yeah, I remember a band in Tuscaloosa years ago called Blip. But, uh, but yeah, do check out all these bands that we talk about, everybody. And drink some of these damn beers. Good Lord, we've had fun doing it.
1: Yeah, we've had a blast. Oh, wow, I look, look
2: at the table. Look at the damage done. I know, for real. <laughs> we need to take a shot. Post it on the porch talk. Can do. Like, done. Another episode. This drunk. is what we on
1: tap, looks like.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, all right. Anything else to add or subtract?
2: Ah, roll tide. Amen.
1: (laughs) News and notes. Thank you so much for listening to Porch Talk. All right, been telling you about this Memphis collaboration project between musicians throughout the whole show. We're about to share a song by Landon Moore and Jeremy Stanfield called Secret Summer. But I invite you and I encourage you to follow uh, what Black Betty and Brandon Kinder, Wealthy West, Jeremy Stanfield uh nicky red uh, that's just a few and check out as you get to following those guys you'll see the other people that they're collaborating with and uh you can kind of see what i'm talking about i'm like uh just some drunken buffoon outsider looking in and just having a good time like seeing what all they're creating and so i encourage you to check it out here is secret summer Stop. We're going to this thing in Birmingham, Alabama, with the Blips. Song called Inside Out. You already know.